Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Starting off this hour, a little bit of breaking news in case you haven't heard it already. Uh, the Browns, they're in the postseason. However, their coach, Kevin Stefanski, uh, testing positive for COVID, going to miss the AFC wildcard game because of protocols. So uh, the Browns are going to be without their head coach for the game against the Steelers coming up uh, this weekend at Heinz Field. Welcome back. It's the Bill Michael Show. We are glad that you are with us. Uh, thanks, as always, for tuning in, whether it's uh, locally on one of our fine affiliates and uh, also on the Radio.com app or just on the website, BillMichaelSports.com. That's BillMichaelSports.com. Matt LaFleur, head coach of your Green Bay Packers, and uh, a lot of things he uh, you know, he wanted to get into and, and talk about yesterday with the media and uh, discuss. So we're going to hear from him coming up here momentarily. Um also, also wanted to uh, let you know that coming up a little bit later on in the program, we're going to be talking with Donald Driver. Donald Driver is going to be joining us. So we're going to talk with him uh, as, uh, you know, we'll get kind of his recollection from coming back, uh, you know, from, you know, a decade ago in which they won the Super Bowl. So uh, looking forward to hearing that conversation as well. In the meantime, Matt LaFleur met with the media yesterday and talks about uh, the opponents, the possible opponents next week, and he's going to spend a lot of time preparing for all of them. We will spend a little bit of time on each team, but, you know, I think this week's a really good opportunity to kind of recharge the battery. It's been a long season. It's been a long time since we've had a bye week. So I do want the guys to take care of themselves, not only our our players, obviously, but our coaches as well, and kind of get recharged and ready to go, uh, hopefully here on a nice run. And he says, look, uh, there's going to be some preparation, some plans uh, coming up uh, this weekend as to what they want to do. I think Saturday, after the Saturday games, you'll have, you'll have a better idea of how to narrow it down. We'll come in on Sunday, and then we'll get working on who the most likely scenario is. And if, if uh, Chicago can take care of business versus New Orleans, uh, we just played them. So we're fully prepared from that standpoint. Now, the last hour, we talked a little bit about the emergence of Robert Tanyan. 
Uh, and then, obviously, you've got Mercedes Lewis. You've got other tight ends. But Jay Sternberger, what is the status of Jay Sternberger? It's a combination of a, a few things. Uh, certainly, getting him back last week is it really the first full week of practice he's had, you know, coming off that concussion and just kind of getting him back in the groove a little bit. And we'll see where it stands going into next week. But sometimes, you know, you got to make some tough decisions. And a lot of that will come down to special teams. Um, so special teams obviously could play a big part because you want to put your best guys out in the special teams unit as the ability to cover. And that has been something that's been somewhat of a bugaboo for this team here in, uh, in recent history. So, um, you know, you look at a guy like Jay Sternberger, is he going to be able to participate? I mean, once you're cleared, you're cleared. He practiced last week, but once you're cleared, you're clear, but it's, it's what your ability is on special teams to be able to fortify this team and to put the best players on the field. In the meantime, your best player, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, the head coach talks about this one last push, what he did in that Bears game that gives him the edge when it comes to being the MVP. I just think you look at everything he does for us, you know, obviously leading us on the field, uh, you know, number one seed. But I think you look at the production, I think those numbers kind of speak for themselves. And he's done it a variety of different ways in terms of with multiple different people in our lineup. And we've consistently been able to produce all season long. I don't think there's anybody in the game that's played as consistent or as well as he has. Now, he does say, the, and we go back to that challenging in the opening uh, kickoff, uh, we've looked at it. We've talked about the rules. Even you heard Mike uh, Clemens with us yesterday, if you were listening to the program, uh, Shamananga, their uh, special teams coordinator, and talking with him about uh, what his understanding of the rule happens to be. So Matt LaFleur was asked again yesterday you know, about challenging before time even came off the clock the opening kickoff and losing that challenge. Had he not touched that ball, I think that ball was is, was going to go through the, the end zone. I personally still think he touched it prior to stepping out. Obviously, the NFL disagrees with that, and they called it how they called it. So I did think that being put in that position again, no doubt about it, was the right thing to do. You know, after looking at it and having a chance to really sit back and, and look at it closely, I think we made the right decision there. You're not – you know, it was close – but I understand what he was trying to do. It's just uh, you're kind of glad that that timeout and that challenge didn't come back to haunt you. Um, and one thing that's coming together, and we've talked about this, and we even addressed it at the beginning of the program, has been the defense. It's been playing much better. And it seems like things are – it goes back to the old adage, you got to be good, you got to be lucky, you got to be healthy, you got to be hot. It seems like things are starting to get hot at the right time. He talks about the linebacker play coming together. You know, we're playing multiple people with Barnes, Kirko, Kamal, and still have a lot of confidence that Ty can get in there and do it. OB spot plays a little bit, but I really think Chris Barnes has done an outstanding job of, of kind of taking the mic position. To your point, I think it's freed up Christian to play that will linebacker, and I think he's he's benefited from it in terms of he's made a lot of plays for us and a lot of big plays. So the defense, uh, if you could say anything about the defense, uh, you enjoy the way it's starting to play better. But the one thing Matt LaFleur added was they still have to be even more aggressive. Some of those third downs, the fourth down conversion yesterday, third and short, I I want us to get up in in people's faces and challenge them because I think we got the people that can get that done, especially when you look at our corner situation. I feel like it's as good as anybody in the National Football League, and those guys got to be confident that they can go up there and press people and, and make it more difficult on the offense. So... In other words, and what he's saying is is that, you know, hey, I think we got a really good secondary. We don't need to be playing so far off the ball. 
I want to see our guys become more aggressive. So maybe that's a, a, a conversation he has now had with Mike Pettin to say, hey, look, let's add the beef. Let's let's go for it. You know, we've got good guys that can be put on islands by themselves, and the linebacker play has gotten better, including a guy like Barnes. I just think he's been able to do it with consistent performances. Uh, he's got a really, really good feel for the game. Uh, he sees things very quickly. He can diagnose what the offense is trying to do, and there's no hesitation in his play. He's got great instincts, great awareness, and finds the way to the ball carrier consistently. And um does a great job communicating the calls to the other 10 guys. So Barnes has really come on between him, Kirksey playing better, uh, Kamal Martin. They've got some guys. I mean, Barnes is kind of a thumper. They've got some guys that like to hit, and I like that. I mean, that's what you want out of your middle linebacking core. You want guys that can come in. Not only are they are fast enough to be able to, to cover, say, tight ends uh, across the middle, but also guys that just are tenacious and – and Barnes seems to be that cat. He seems to be the prototypical linebacker, that that thumper that you've been looking for. Now we'll see how he develops because he's not there yet, but you like what you see so far. And speaking of young guys that have come in and made a name for themselves, then there's Dominique Daphne, and, and that's the tight end that catches a touchdown pass that nobody heard of a, a while back, and all of a sudden he his name is on the radar, and he talks about Daphne as well. He's been a big boost to us and, you know, very smart player. You never know he's a rookie. He can handle a lot. I don't know who I was talking to, but the game's not too big for him. And that's evident. Like, he he walks in that huddle. There's no doubt he knows he belongs. And it's evident by the play on the field. So the players are on the bye. And they've got some time off, get away, recuperate, uh, kind of mentally energize. But... The one thing the coach says, got to stay vigilant or vigilant when it comes to vigilant. Got to stay vigilant when it comes to uh, not contracting COVID. Well, I, I just think we're pretty matter of fact with the guys. You know, there's a lot of stories out there that are great examples to use. But I really think that as much as myself or the rest of our staff stress it, it really comes back down to the people and the individual players and uh, everybody involved in this thing. And it's not just our players, coaches, it's our trainers, our strength coaches, you know, everybody that's around the team. So um, you can, and he's right, it really comes down to the individual guys. So at this point, what do you do? You know, do you, do you call him up? Do you say, what are you doing? Where are you going? Don't forget to use hand sanitizer. And he said, no, you just got to cross your fingers. Everybody's really taken a lot of pride in what we've been able to accomplish. And we know that we need everybody to continue to move on and progress. And it, you just never know. It could take one guy that could, because of a close contact, could, you know, wipe out a room. You see it all over the league. Look at New Orleans this last week. There's examples each and every week. So you got to cross your fingers that nobody uh, does anything stupid. Everybody remains very vigilant. He also said, look, uh, there's not a guy in that locker room that uh, doesn't want to be in this position. They all want it. You know, as much as I want to think that these guys listen to me all the time, but I think it's more to do with just the people really owning it and, and taking that responsibility up upon themselves to try to be as safe as, as they can, you know, living in this world. You know, I also think it speaks to the leadership that we have in that locker room as well. Then, uh, last but not least, he goes back to the injury to David Bakhtiari and what Rick Wagner has done at the uh, the lineman position. 
that guy is as tough as they come. And he took a vicious shot early in that game that when Aaron got hit and he was able to battle and, and stay in. And I think this bye week will really do a guy like him a lot of good. And he's not the only guy. There's a lot of guys that just need this time to really let their body heal up a little bit more than what you typically would, would have. So there you go. That was uh, the head coach, Matt LaFleur, talking to the media uh, after the game, or uh, yesterday, I should say, and uh, just kind of prepping his guy, saying, hey, look, uh, you got to cross your fingers, but you just uh, you can't do anything stupid. Uh, you can't bring COVID. It only takes one guy to come in and start wiping out a room. And you've had this stellar season where you've you've earned the top spot in the NFC. Don't don't ruin it now. You're you're four weeks away from the finish line. Don't ruin it now. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Uh, there are some head coaching vacancies out there, and uh, what rather than matching up uh, the prospective candidates with certain jobs. What would be the premier job coming into this postseason and into next year if you're uh, maybe a candidate that's going to be taking over uh, a particular program? And there's one candidate I think that's going to be able to sustain. So we'll get into that when we come back. Also, bottom of the hour, the football frenzy is going to be here. We'll talk a little Bucks basketball. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette about uh, 50 minutes away as well. And don't forget, coming up top of the last hour of the show, Donald Driver is going to be here. We're going to harken back. 10 years ago to that magical run and then kind of compare that team to this team. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Bill Michaels Show, we continue on reminding you that our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, if you are arguing at this point uh, in the season, that battle going on in the house over the thermostat, whether it's turning it up, turning it down, remember just uh, one degree, two degrees tops can make a difference. I know people that uh, they'll jack it up five degrees and then take it back down eight degrees, and you don't need to do that. Sometimes it's just a matter of uh, one degree. But if you replace your old leaky windows and doors, you're going to instantly make your home more energy efficient. So you can set your thermostat at a reasonable temperature and just kind of feel nice and cozy and forget about it. You can replace now with Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin. Not only can you save on your energy bills season after season, but you're going to save right away. Three years, no interest. Five months, no first payment. And Pella's got all kinds of good stuff. Uh, they've got nine different lines of luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyls to offer. Uh, they've got great warranties and, and uh, year-round installation, by the way, when you need it the most. Again, three years, no interest, five months, no first payment. Uh, but this whole deal ends on January 31st. So you can set up your free consultation today. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Do as I did and absolutely love my Pella doors and windows. PellaWI.com. I was uh, kind of smiling today. I was wiping them down. Uh, just doing the, you know, after the holidays are over. I, I got rid of all the, the holiday decor yesterday. Uh, I shouldn't say got rid of, but I took it all down. And uh, some people say, well, it's too early. you got to take it down at least a, a week into the new year. I, my tree was dying. Uh, I'd had it since the last weekend in November. 
And it just wasn't taking water anymore. It was losing needles. I wanted to get it down. So I just got into that mode yesterday. There was nothing going on. I got into that mode. And it took a while. It took like a whole day to get everything down. Do you get that depression after you take it down? Now it's just winter. Now there's just bleh. You know, just you look outside. It's just gray. Just icicles hanging off the gutters. You know, I flipped on the switch to be able to turn on my uh, my heating element on the roof. But, you know, it's just you're just buried right now. It's just bleh. You know, I'm kind of waiting for motorcycle riding season, to be honest with you. I want to bring back warm weather. Uh, I've got the, I love the NFL playoffs, don't get me wrong, but I'm ready for warm weather. I'm ready for pitchers and catchers to report. It's going to be a weird year because we're not even sure what they're going to do with spring training. You know, are they going to allow people in, not allow people in, what's going on? So as of right now, it's just kind of all, you know, on hold. So it was kind of depressing, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to get it all down. I'm going to, It's my project for the day, and I took everything down. But – as I had mentioned, wiping down the windows. It's where the dogs, when I had some people over during the holidays, my dogs lay in the great room. And uh, Mickey and Elmo, they lay by the windows. They love looking out of the windows to be able to see the rest of the neighborhood. So anytime somebody pulls in a driveway or people walk their dogs going by, my, my dogs get up and bark. So what I was saying was is I'm wiping down these windows because, you know, they get, you know, black on them as they bark. So I'm wiping down the pillow windows and doors, the, my patio door, and I'm thinking, you don't even. It doesn't even feel cold, you know. You spray the spray on it, and you're wiping it down. It doesn't even feel cold. They're that good. So anyway, I digress a little bit. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. So the jobs out there right now in the NFL: Atlanta, Detroit, Jacksonville, the LA Chargers, the Jets, and the Texans. Now Atlanta got Matt Ryan and company. Detroit, Matthew Stafford. Jacksonville, you've got the number one overall pick. The Chargers, you've got a young Justin Herbert, an up-and-comer, and a defense that did nothing, so you need to build the defense. The Jets stink on ice. And then there's the Texans with Deshaun Watson and obviously an aging J.J. Watt, but you've got a defense that got just dump truck this year, but a good quarterback who's got a lot of upside, and there's some potential there. And obviously new stadium, great facilities, the whole thing. What is the best job available in the NFL right now. You know, what is the best job available? Jason says it's the Chargers, not even close. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Is it just because of Justin Herbert? You know, the Jaguars job, I mean, you've got a lot of time there. You you can't go anywhere but up from a one-win season with the number one overall pick. And that would, would probably give you more time so one of those two jobs I would consider to be primo. But I don't know. Detroit Detroit just I don't know. They just they it seems like they just figure a way to mess it up. You know? They just do. Chargers I think is a good job. The Jets, I don't want any part of the Jets. I think the Jets have just been an absolute train wreck. The Texans, I really like. I really like. Uh, I really like that situation. I think Deshaun Watson's a real deal. Uh, Blue Eye says Jacksonville, a lot of draft picks and an owner willing to spend. Good weather, no state income taxes, and if you win, your status is going to be legendary. Um, it's a good job, Jacksonville, with the number one overall pick and such. It's a good job. It's not a great fan base, but it's a good job. There's not a lot of tradition down there, so to speak, as opposed to, say, like in Atlanta. Atlanta's 
Atlanta's had a lot of success. They also have a new situation down there with the Mercedes-Benz uh, dome that they went into just a few years ago. Detroit, I think, it's just the, the, the ownership has always kind of gotten in its own way. Same with the Jets. Chargers, brand-new stadium. Sharing it with the Rams, yes, I know, but brand-new stadium. Texans, same thing. I don't know what the best job is. You always, always look for the quarterback uh, because a quarterback's going to win you games. And so, and you look for where your longevity would be broadest based. I think you could get that out of the Texans, you could get that out of Jacksonville, and you could get that out of the Chargers. The Jets, that's a train wreck and a revolving door. So if I had to pick and sit here and say which job I think would be the best, you're going to have to rebuild the Texans' defense, but you've got a quarterback to build around. I probably, I would probably have to say the Texans. Because whoever you pick in Jacksonville, you got to one hope is correct, and two, you, you got to get him right within a year and a half. Otherwise, you know that that pick is going to be a washed-up pick. You could pretty much tell in a in a season or two whether or not a quarterback is going to be good. You know what I mean? But the Chargers, you know, you've got a good situation in 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 LA with the Chargers. That team. That team just figured out ways to lose. They just need to figure out ways to win. But I think depth chart-wise, obviously with Justin Herbert, Tyrod Taylor still back there, uh, you know, Guyton, Williams. I mean, they, they, got, they got some players. Austin Eckler at running back, although I don't think he's, um, you know, he's not on the same level as, say, an Aaron Jones, but serviceable. But you just got to get that defense better. And they started to. They started to a little bit last year. But, I mean, your, your, your outside linebacker is Jesse, uh, uh, what are they, is Lemonade? Lemonade? I can't really pronounce his last name. I never could. I can't remember how to pronounce it. But he's a street-free agent. You know, you started drafting for some of these guys. Your, your street-free agents were the guys who were coming in and making an impact. You know, Gilman with that sixth-round draft choice from this past season didn't see the field a ton. Their first-round draft choice was Kenneth Murray, the linebacker. You still had some guys that uh, ended up getting banged up. So you had some players that went down this past year, and, and you're, you're going to get them back. I mean, things are going to get better. But you're, that's, a, that's, a, that's a solid job, I think. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Give us a shout again, 855-830-8648. You got Joey Bosa obviously leading your defense out there too. Don't forget about that. Um, what is the best job in your opinion that's out there? We can get into that discussion when we come back. Though it is time to frenzy one more time when it comes to the regular season for the NFL. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends over there at Bud Light because they bring you the Bill Michael Huddle. Don't forget, coming up, we've got Marcus Eversaw and Eric Baranchek. Eversaw of uh, the Score up in Appleton and Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette. Good one coming up on Thursday night, 6 to 8, on many of these same stations. And it's brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. So uh, make sure you tune in, whether it's on uh, one of the local affiliates or on the Radio.com app. We hope to see you then because we're going to give you our preview to what's coming up this weekend and Wild Card Weekend. And uh, Marcus, by the way, with the fan in Green Bay. My mistake. Marcus is with the fan in Green Bay. So I apologize for that. Uh, but it doesn't mean we don't like the score in Appleton as well. We love that affiliate. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. Football Frenzy is next. 
Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Russ looks. He's going to lay it up over the top. He's got a man down there. It's Metcalf. He's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. Another big football weekend. Give to Gurley. Dives over the pile. Is stood up and is into the end zone anyway for the Falcons. Touchdown. Time to look around the rest of the league. This time, it's a handoff. No, it's a fake. Lance into the end zone. Touchdown, Zachary. Listen, he faked you. He faked, faked, faked me. He faked everybody. This is the football frenzy on the Bill Michaels Show. Here's the flip to McCaffrey. Jeffrey to the right, picks up a good block from Moten and scores. Touchdown, Carolina. Second down, handoff, Elliott banging at the goal line. That's a touchdown, Cowboys. Welcome back to the Bill Michaels Show, live from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Studios. Go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com for all your plumbing needs. Time now to frenzy, starting off with the Bills and the Dolphins. Have yourself a day, Isaiah McKenzie. Starts up the middle, down to the right side, at the 30, at the 40. Isaiah McKenzie on the run at midfield in Miami territory. Got to beat the punter. He gets around him. He's at the 20. He's at the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Touchdown! Touchdown, Buffalo! Isaiah McKenzie goes 84 yards for the touchdown. He's got three touchdowns today. 56-26, the final on the Bills radio network. And he had talked about McKenzie getting not one, not two, but three different touchdowns. He got one. Uh, uh, actually, he got two. Uh, he was only recorded two is what they ended up saying, but he got the other one special teams. And uh, when you also look, uh, you got Josh Allen, 18-25, 224 yards, a 122.3 quarterback rating, and his push to try to become an MVP. Then they bring in Barkley, 6 of 13, 164 yards. He has a quarterback rating of 86.2. Williams, 12 carries, 63 yards on the ground. Stephon Diggs, 7 catches, 76 yards. Uh, But it was Davis, 2 catches, 107 yards, had a 56-yard touchdown catch. So big day for the Buffalo Bills as uh, they solidify themselves into the postseason. you got the Ravens and the Bengals. Hollywood Brown caught a couple of touchdowns from Lamar Jackson. Dobbins will carry across the 30. Stiff arms man, 35-40. Leg race, midfield. Bengal 40, 30. Dobbins to the 20. He might 10, 5. He will. Touchdown, J.K. Dobbins. My goodness, he is fast. J.K. Dobbins, the uh, Ohio State product, running away from everybody for the Baltimore Ravens on the Ravens Radio Network. They beat up on a craptastic Cincinnati Bengals team, 38-3 to to go to 11-5 on the season. The Bengals end their season 4-11-1. The Browns' Baker Mayfield, he connects with Jarvis Landry. Here we go. Mayfield under center. He wants motion, and he gets it. And they give the ball to Landry, and he dives left side. Touchdown! Jarvis Landry takes it in. He came Right to left. Mayfield gave it to him, and Landry got hit at about the half-yard line and curled in. Landry with a three-yard touchdown run makes it 24-9 with the PAT. After that, it would be Claypool, a 28-yard pass from Rudolph to make it 24-16. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, a two-yard pass from Rudolph to make it 24-22, and that's the way it would end up. Cleveland gets into the postseason on the Cleveland Browns radio network. Rudolph goes 22-39, 315 yards, a couple of touchdowns, one pick. Baker Mayfield, 17-27, of 27, 196, one touchdown on the day. And now Cleveland is back into the postseason, although the breaking news of the day, their head coach, COVID, will not be participating this coming weekend. Kirk Cousins, he takes one in himself, the Vikings and the Lions. Second and goal from the one, offset eye left. 
Cousins on a sneak and touchdown. That's kind of the way their season went with Paul Allen. Touchdown. And it just wound down to nothing. The Vikings got the win 37-35. The Vikings 7-9. The Lions 5-11. And and neither team going to see the postseason on the Vikings radio network. Meanwhile, Patriots and Jets. Cam Newton to Sony Michelle for the touchdown. First down is headed for the pass from the Jets 31. Newton swings it to the right. Catch by Michelle. Good grab on the run to the 20, to the 15, to the 10. Sony to the 5, to the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Patriots on the Patriots Radio Network, 28-14. to 14. They get the win over the Jets. Jets only two wins on the season. They did enough to screw up the first overall pick. Meanwhile, the Patriots, 7-9. and nine. They're not accustomed to not making the postseason. And Cam Newton, that experiment most likely coming to an end as he was just atrocious this season for the Patriots as well. Meanwhile, the Giants and the Cowboys. Cowboys trying to hang on to get a win to get themselves into the postseason. The Giants trying to do the same. Uh, but it was uh, Daniel Jones hitting Dante Pettis for the score. Play fake to Lewis. Jones climbs the pocket, throws the post for Pettis, who makes the catch. Did he fall into the end zone for the touchdown? Yes, Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis takes it in. 23-19 is the final. Neither team makes it to the postseason. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on in the program, uh, in, the, in the frenzy here, should I say. But uh, that was the Giants radio network. In the meantime, Tom Brady... And his uh, roommate, I guess you want to call him that, Antonio Brown, they have some good chemistry going on. Here's the snap. Brady looking, 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 flushed, looking. Throws a ball. Wide open receiver. It's caught by Antonio Brown. Brown will score a touchdown, Tampa Bay. Touchdown, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There you go. Tampa Bay gets the win over the uh, Atlanta Falcons. That contest, 44-27 on the uh, Buccaneers Radio Network. Tom Brady, 26-41, of 41, 399 yards, four touchdowns, did get picked one time. Uh, Fournette, five carries, 13 yards. Jones, 12 carries, 78 yards. Meanwhile, Matt Ryan, 29-44, of 44, 265 yards, a couple of touchdowns. But, uh, again, a losing effort. Antonio Brown targeted. By Tom Brady, 14 times in that in that contest, 11 catches, 130. All right, looks like we lost Bill. So I'll take it from here. Radio Joe with you. Bill Michael show continues. Football frenzy as we continue on. How about yet or uh, on Sunday with the what was supposed to be a game-winning field goal? Brandon McManus trying to kick it in, but the Raiders made a stop. 63 yards. Blocked. 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 Field goal is blocked. Field goal is blocked. How about it? Raider Raiders Radio Network there. Brent Musburger on the call. 32-31 was the final as Las Vegas. Gets the win and uh, disappointing year for John Gruden and company. It looked like they had something special going on earlier this season, but uh, they kind of let things get out of hand in the late parts of the season. But the Raiders do get the win and something to carry over for next season. Meanwhile, Jonathan Taylor, what a performance against the Jaguars. Rivers, ball the near hash, hands off to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Huge hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Payton from 45 yards out. Touchdown. 
Taylor have a day over 200 rushing yards. Yeah, and that courtesy of the Colts radio network as Jonathan Taylor goes off for 200-plus yards in that performance, a career day on the ground. He gets over 1,000 yards rushing on the season, and now I think the Colts have something very special going into next year. But, hey, if you followed Jonathan Taylor's Wisconsin Badger, feel like you kind of were expecting something like this. Unbelievable. And uh, also Taylor said in the press conference after the game, on Wisconsin. You never forget where you're coming from. All right, let's go over to the Chargers and the Chiefs. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes not playing in this game. Justin Herbert was, though. Sets his feet, takes a shot downfield with the heave. Left sideline, Mike Williams caught. Touchdown, Chargers. Herbert hauls off and uncorks one. Left sideline, Mike Williams for 42 yards. And that courtesy of the Chargers radio network as the uh, Chargers win their last couple of games uh, to finish the season at 7-9. and nine. But believe me, that Chargers team could be so much better next year. Some players coming back on the defense, hopefully healthy. They could be legit. And for me, that is the number one place I'd want to coach of all the teams that have head coaching vacancies right now. But the Chargers get the win over the Chiefs. Meanwhile, the Seahawks... They had to play a really close game against the 49ers down in Arizona. Russell Wilson connecting with Tyler Lockett. Russ has time. Throws it. Man out there. Lockett makes the catch. Touchdown, Seahawks. Why not go back to the guy that's got you this far all day today? Tyler Lockett running for his life across the back of the end zone. Makes the catch. Russ has just enough time to feather that touch pass. It's a completion for a touchdown. The Seahawks on top, 1816. It's our buddy Steve Rabel on the Seahawks radio network. Lockett had two touchdowns in that game, and the Seahawks get the win. But I'll tell you who has not looked like himself, Russell Wilson. Remember when we, we were talking about the MVP conversation? He has not been an MVP player the last, I would say, half, half of the season. He's just not the same dude. Makes me wonder what the Seahawks are uh, going to do here down the stretch in the playoffs. Let's continue on. Another team that Packer fans are paying very close attention to, the New Orleans Saints. They made things very easy against the Panthers, even without Alvin Kamara. Ty Montgomery, the lone tailback. Reese fakes the handoff, looks to throw over the middle. Touchdown! Right down the center of the field. Saints radio network there as the Saints just destroy the Carolina Panthers getting the win there and they will take on the Bears Chicago coming up on Sunday down in New Orleans. Meanwhile, this was a complete shootout. Makes you feel even better about what the Packers did against the Titans two weeks ago. I mean, Derrick Henry went off in this game against Houston and again, you contained Henry, the Texans didn't. But it was still a shootout, and after a ridiculous catch on a deep shot to A.J. Brown, this was the game-winning field goal on the Titans radio network. Snap, set, Slovin's kick is up. His kick hits the upright and goes through. Yes, it's yes, good! Yes, 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 great job, Slovin. <laughs> Bank shot for Slovin. <laughs> and the 2020 AFC South champions reside in the 615. That is one hell of a call. And wouldn't you want that for your hometown call? 
Unbelievable. Titans radio there, 41-38 the final as the Titans get the win. The Rams and the Cardinals, well, this was a game of two backup quarterbacks. Kyler Murray ended up leaving the game hurt. So defense had to come in. Troy Hill of the Rams with this pick six. Has a snap. The Rams send four. He's hit as he throws. It's tipped. It is caught. It is intercepted. Troy Hill to 20 down the left sideline. He hits midfield and cuts to his right into space. Troy Hill at the 20. Troy Hill at the 10. Stumbling to pay dirt. A pick six to end the half. For the second time in as many games against the Arizona Cardinals, Troy Hill scores on defense. Rams Radio Network there, 18-7 was the final as the Rams get that win. And again, that's another team that be interested to see what they do traveling up to play the Seahawks. And we'll see who the quarterback is, if it's going to be John Wolford or Jared Goff. But definitely a uh, an intriguing matchup coming up on Sunday. Or Saturday. Saturday or Sunday, whatever. It's happening this weekend. Finally, the Washington football team. They are the ones who are going to represent the NFC East, and this was part of the reason why. 26 seconds, second and 10 at the Eagles 13 play clock at 4. Smith takes the snaps. Eagles only bring four this time. Smith to the center of the end zone, and what a catch by Logan Thomas. Touchdown! Touchdown, Washington! It's great to see Alex Smith go out there and continue to play well for Washington. That courtesy of the Washington football team radio network. And uh, they ran away to beat the Eagles and to clinch the NFC East. And that is your football frenzy. We'll continue to do this during the playoffs as well. And we will have more of the Bill Michael show coming up right after this. Sixteen stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers reviewed the tape of Sunday's win over the Bears. Chicago had the ball for 74 plays and scored one touchdown. Green Bay had the ball for just 44 plays and scored five TDs. Ask Matt LaFleur about the opening kickoff to Cordell Patterson. Was it out of bounds, or should it have been first and ten at the Chicago one? You know, he touched the ball. I personally still think he touched it prior to stepping out. Obviously, the NFL disagrees with that, and they called it how they called it. You know, after looking at it and having a chance to really sit back and and look at it closely, I think we made the right decision there, even though it did go our way. The team has today off, and this weekend they'll have a bye week to see who they might host in the divisional playoffs. Aaron Rodgers. It's all good football teams now left in the dance. There's 14 teams that have a chance to keep playing. 18 of them are going home, doing excellent meetings. It's fun to be one of the 14. We'll be one of the eight after Wild Card Weekend, and it'll be exciting to be in the mix and have a chance. That's Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. With us. Thanks so much for taking a listen to us, broadcasting live out of the Gene Wagner Plumbing Studios. Go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com for all your plumbing needs. Giannis 
He had a big night last night, dropping 43, nine boards, four assists. Bucks get a win, 125-115 over the Detroit Pistons. Bucks now four and three on the season. And the Pistons, a lowly one and six. By the way, when you look at the plus-minus, Drew Holiday continues to give you solid numbers. 34 minutes last night, 6 of 10 from the field, 2 of 3 beyond the arc. And uh, when you talk about boards, he ended up with 6 of them last night, 15 points, 7 assists, only turned the ball over one time, had one foul in a day. Uh, He's been playing pretty solid. Been pretty impressed. Uh, Chris Middleton dropping 19. He was a plus 12 last night in the uh, plus-minus category. Had six turnovers, though. That was the one thing about his game. Uh, still 19 points, uh, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, 2 of 4 beyond the arc, 7 of 10 from the field. But still that uh, that turnover line, six of them last night, not the way to go. But, uh, but not a bad night all around. You had Forbes came off the bench and dropped 10. Augustine dropped 11. You had Portis drop 10 last night. So... Not a bad night and a bad way to go for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks who get the win. Uh, Coming up after the top of the hour, you've got Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette going to be here. We're about an hour and ten minutes away. Donald Driver, the four-time Pro Bowl wide receiver and Super Bowl champion for the Packers, he's going to be joining us. We'll talk with him about the parallels. Uh, He's going to take us back a decade because it's been a decade since the Packers won the Super Bowl. He's going to take us back a decade on that magical ride. And then he's going to talk a little bit about the parallels between the team today versus the team then. And also about the play of Aaron Rodgers and uh, what it's like to be a receiver for a guy who is vying for yet another MVP. So we'll get into that discussion coming up here in the next hour. So stay tuned for that as well. And then we'll get back into uh, the Super Bowl or bus question coming up here in about 25 minutes. So stay tuned for that. And uh, also uh, a little bit later on in the next hour, one team just said, no, nah, we can't do it. And we'll talk about that as well. A little bit sad, but uh, completely understandable. But uh, we still have another couple of hours to go for the Bill Michael Show. So stay tuned. A lot more coming up right after this. Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 
alright.